friends apart. Good morning. Welcome to uh, episode two of the Friends Apart podcast. Of course, this is your number one stop for everything news and uh, culturally relevant information between uh, Germany and Canada and uh, everywhere in between. Um, my name is Jason, and uh, with me is Franz. Hello. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we'll just get started and dive right in. Last week's was pretty epic. The intro, I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, it sounded so epic and um, and professional. So this is really what we're aiming for, and I think think this is going to be a tight show. No, no gaps. All content, way more segments, really structured as a as a, as it should be. All right, full disclosure <laughs> on my part. Um, since it's not morning for me and it's Sunday, I already have like half a bottle of Chardonnay inside of me. So, um, you know, when it comes to being structured and everything being on point, I'm definitely there today. I'm like just focused i'm i'm razor sharp neat yeah (laughs) um that's show business baby (laughs) Uh, so first off definitely what i need to talk about um jason you know i love you dude and i loved you even more today when you sent me um the package um well it's actually it it wasn't today it was like a week ago or something but Mm -hmm. um Though you're waiting till now to tell me, though, so that's really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so I got a little care package from Jason, and it had all good things Canada in it. Um, missing him in person, though, but apart from that, it was, like, amazing. So let me just tell you what he sent me. So first off, uh, first thing I saw was just a little box of pralines, which were, like, real nice and i really appreciated them and they were so tasty obviously i had to like just gouge down four of them the second i opened the package um and yeah then it was a little what, what you call them hoses right i'm not gonna lie uh i actually forget everything that was in that box <laughs> <laughs> uh those y- you know so the the little uh, red policeman that that you have. I think they're called hoses, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. No. No. Uh, those are Mounties. Uh, ah, they are fuck. the fe- Those are the federal police. Uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Uh, hosers is a is a general insult derived from uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Which I should, I don't think I've introduced you to either. So. Uh, sorry, carry on. Uh, I'm I'm really sorry. Um, anyways, that was a deep insult to my cultural uh, <laughs> identity. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I can look past it. I think. All right, all right, all right. So um, yeah, so he sent me a, a little figurine of a. Uh, I wanted to say hoser again. Fuck. (laughs) 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 Of a Mountie. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that was greatly appreciated. Um, But that's uh, supposed to be for your Christmas tree. um, Like an ornament. 
Yeah, I figured because I tried to get it standing up and it just didn't work and it really annoyed me. I was thinking about filing down his heels just to make <laughs> it stand evenly. But then uh, my girlfriend told me, you know, there's a little string on top of it. So probably it's made to, you know, hang from something. And I'm like, ah, that makes sense. You hang it from you, your your rear view mind- window, uh, mirror in your car. <laughs> Yeah, but it also seems kind of cruel just to have a guy hanging there, especially It's also policemen. quite solid, so if you take a corner too sharp, it just swings into your <laughs> windshield and cracks it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dangerous stuff, man. Um, and obviously a really heartfelt letter. I appreciated that, um, even though it was so funny because uh, it, it was Jason's girlfriend, if I'm not mistaken, who wrote that. And... Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's currently learning German, which I greatly appreciate, of course. And uh, I I noticed that some of the things that she wrote, you were specifically asking me the weeks prior. So oh. um, it, it was definitely included in there and the suggestions that I made. Good job. But what, <laughs> what, what is just one of those really, really funny things that only... <sighs> people from a few countries will understand so in german we have a real hard line between how you uh, address in the second person someone who you know and someone uh, who you usually don't know or who you're being polite with like you know your boss or something um so when you have a friend and you're saying you like hey how are you you would uh, say uh, wie geht's dir so wie geht's meaning how are you pretty much and the dir adds an additional you and um, so the du or dir is the german um, informal form of addressing someone um, what your girlfriend did though which i just loved reading is she addressed us in the formal way. So she was saying Z all the time. So instead of um, wie geht es dir, uh, she was saying wie geht es ihnen. And I was I was laughing my ass off at that. I mean, no offense, dude. Uh, she she really gave it a, like a thorough effort. I, I really appreciate that. That might have been that might have been my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure now. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, it was just really appreciating the whole fact of her calling us C because um, then I was sort of expecting her to uh, start a letter with Dear lady, dear sir, hereby am, I am addressing you in this letter. And it was <laughs> it, it was amazing. But uh, yeah, she really gave it a good shot. I, I was proud of her. Oh, well proud of you too i guess it was sort of like a a joint effort i guess <laughs> <laughs> well she was like gushing over over the letter you wrote because you busted out like all of your english uh let's i don't know if you had a thesaurus or a dictionary in front of you like some really <laughs> uh no uh, actually not um but just to, to just for some context here for our listeners so I also ja- sent Jason and his girlfriend a uh, gift box for Christmas. And I also included a letter. And I was intentionally writing it like a early 20th century letter. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's a little, little Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was fun to write. Um, I remember there was one word that I had to look up, um, just the spelling, because I wasn't sure anymore. But yeah, it's it's interesting how when you really put your mind to, you know, intentionally being polite in another language, all those really weird words that you learned in English class um, that you were forced to read because you read Shakespeare and stuff like that, um, yeah. all of a sudden pop up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it makes uh, it makes the workplace really interesting. <laughs> it's actually that's kind of it's a good point actually because you have like a formal form of addressing people and it's very obvious when you're talking to somebody that you don't know and i guess you could use it as an insult too like couldn't you intentionally uh, use like do for somebody that you don't know in a way to show like you don't respect them that's a good point so um what i noticed is that especially my parents generation they yeah. make a huge deal of the you know the informal and the formal um addressing someone mm -hmm. For our generation, I don't think it's that big of a deal anymore because so okay, let okay. One one thing that really, you know, uh is really bothering me is when I'm uh at a restaurant or well was in the former times, uh, before the world went dark. Rip. Yeah. So when I'm at a res restaurant and there's a waiter or a waitress and they're my age. They're literally my age. Ooh. And they are addressing... Yeah, and they are addressing me in this formal way. To, you know, calling me Z. Um, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. If we got any listeners um, who know Spanish, there's the same thing. They wouldn't say to to someone. Um, if they're being formal, they would say usted which is like the same thing. So I know that there's uh, another example for that in another language. So we're not the only weirdos. But um, it's so weird. Like when when you're interacting with someone um, who's, you know, service personnel and they're addressing you formally, it's just so weird. And I usually always tell them to please address me informally. I'm not that old, you know, just making a real yeah. uh, wanky joke and it, it it's weird and that's something that i really really appreciate about the english language it's just not there like you would call your president you you would call your boss you you would call your um, son of a bitch cousin second grade who you see like once a year at a family reunion and who always pukes up all of the turkey um that was, you that was suspiciously specific yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you want so, to talk about it? <laughs> ah, no, it's all right. It's all right. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's something that's yeah, good, I, yeah. It's a good. Um, I think it kind of leads to other problems though, because when you 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 almost have to. It's more complicated to be formal because then you have to only say certain maybe maybe certain words, but like not the identifiers not the mm -hmm. but other like words that you just or, or you have to structure your sentence differently and and then you have to adjust like your pronunciation mm. of the things and your tone of voice 
depending on who, like if you're if you're you know meeting with the president or, or mm-hmm. like prime minister or whatever like true daddy what's up yeah but you would you would call him sir and that's something that we don't have in germany no i don't know who would call or maybe someone would i don't know i don't have that much respect but (laughs) 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 yeah but but anyways that's something that you still have in your language is calling someone sir or ma'am or madam whatever yeah Um, that's true yeah, that's something that we don't have. Like, you oh. wouldn't go up in German and call someone Herr. That's just, it, it no, sounds kind of weird. No, that's a little Third Reichish for my, for my, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, anyways, the, the, the main feature, we're still obviously talking about um, the package that you sent me. Um, the, the, the main feature it included was something that I didn't even know existed. And for everyone out there who, likes maple syrup all right um guys you 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 gotta get a canadian friend to send the stuff to you um it's called i think maple butter right yeah that's it dude it's so good i mean it's like a I, i think it's sort of like the the unprocessed version of the maple syrup probably it's like a little crystallized and everything it's it's not it doesn't contain butter. It doesn't contain fat at all. It's it's literally just maple syrup, but it's slightly crystallized. It's like, you know, you have those two kinds of honeys, the more clearer, darker one, and then the really bright, uh, opaque one. And um, maple butter is sort of like the, the bright, opaque version of um, maple syrup. And, uh, dude, I... I I know you told me to put it on some toast or whatever. Like I just dug in there, in your mouth. dude. I dug in there, <laughs> spoon forward, all the way. It was so good. And today I actually had it, uh, like a little bit of it, on some uh, real nice rye sourdough bread. Um, mm-hmm. Toasted it, put some maple butter on there, dude. Heaven, it's amazing. And yeah. then obviously another thing you sent me, which I also tried immediately because. Well, I guess you guys have figured it by now. I have basically no self-control whatsoever. Um, was Timbits. And that's something that's definitely 100% Canadian, right? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I have to explain that too. So mm-hmm. I, I, if there's any Canadians or uh, Americans who visit Canada, I don't know if the Tim Hortons in, in the US have them. But uh, Timbits are like donut holes. I guess Dunkin' Donuts would have them. They're like the little round mm-hmm. ones that they say they take out of the center. Um, and then what Tim Hortons did was basically like corn pops or like cocoa puffs kind of thing. And they made a cereal called Timbit cereal. And then they're like the flavors of some of the Timbits. There's like a birthday cake flavor and like a chocolate flavor. And I think there's a maple one too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And the amazing thing for me about that is, I mean, those donut uh, holes, you call them, right? Yeah, that's like the American term. Yeah. Um, we have those. They're just not, um, you know, they're not put into association with donuts. They are, well, we would, I think the translation, literal translation would be curd balls, which doesn't sound nearly as <laughs> appetizing. <laughs> but, but yeah, but you know, curd, like the dairy product that you will get? Yeah. 
yeah so um they contain a lot of that so they're they i would figure they would taste a, a bit different from your donut holes but they are sort of the same thing that deep fried they're they're dough balls and um they're really sweet and we would usually cover them in just sugar and so w when you sent me a picture after i received a package of the real deal uh tim are they also called timbits then yeah they're timbits okay um i realized it's sort of the same thing but the cereal that's something that you would not get in germany i i even doubt if you would get it in europe overall because it has so much delicious awesome <laughs> artificial flavorings in there oh yeah it's what we're all about dude you wouldn't get this in here like um i mean obviously we also have a lot of the classic sweet cereals like uh frosties and stuff like that but i don't think we would have something like that because it's it's flavored birthday cake which is something that most germans wouldn't even consider buying because they're like the fuck is birthday cake flavoring supposed to be like uh yeah that's a good point which, by the way, was also my girlfriend's reaction, who's never really been <laughs> exposed to North American culture like that. And she was like, the, the fuck's birthday cake flavoring? It's it's literally just sweet, right? I'm like, no, it's sweet with colored sprinkles and a little bit of vanilla. Like, that's, that's yeah, yeah. birthday cake flavoring, because I have had birthday cake uh, Pop-Tarts in the past. Yeah, they're probably similar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's always the same stuff. And it's it's so good. And yeah, just thank you, dude, for that package. It was I'm glad amazing. I liked it. I was afraid you were going to taste the cereal and then just like, what the fuck is this? This is disgusting. Uh, well, the, the, first half was, the first half was definitely true. I was like, what the fuck? But I was like, more like, why the fuck do we not have stuff like that? Mm. But, yeah, you know, uh, health regulations. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Legally calling something food. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you would market it as, like, uh, you know, edible Christmas decoration. Which, oh, damn. Is the uh, Mountie edible? No. Yeah, never it's mind. It's ceramic, uh, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind, never mind. Let me just... Well, no. Out. I mean, it's it's edible. If, I mean, if you're up for a challenge, probably, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, um, oh, uh, I have I'll a give question. a shot. Yeah, sure. In the, in the, in the theme of Christmas. So mm -hmm. there's a thing that goes around here, and I think it's true to some very selective regional extent, but here we have... Uh, for Christmas ornaments, like the German Christmas pickle, and it's always you see you see it in shops, and it's like it comes in a box, and it's got a little note, and it's like in Germany, parents put a a pickle in the Christmas tree, and then the kids uh, have to find the pickle in the tree, and then like they get something or uh, as a treat. And I looked it up on the internet, and I couldn't really find like a definitive yes or no. It seemed like some weird thing that they do in saxony or something what the actual i don't know can you <laughs> can you expand on this at all have you ever put a pickle in a christmas tree 
I what what is wrong with you people? <laughs> I mean, okay, obviously I I usually tend to, but in this case I won't speak for all Germans. Um I've never heard of that at all. I've never even heard about your tradition of doing that. Like that's I I wasn't even aware of that. Um pickles yeah, it's a weird are some, one. Yeah, you know, pickles are something that are definitely very very present in German dishes. Um I won't I should I should point out that this is like a glass pickle. It's not a real pickle, but I guess the like yeah, the sentiment is probably the same, but yeah. Um all right, so our Christmas trees in general, obviously there's you know weird people doing stuff differently. Um they aren't that exciting. They they have some, you know, some uh like Christmas balls on there and some like like a star on the top and maybe some weird I don't know, do do you guys know Lametta? Mm, no. Okay, Lametta is is one of the worst curses that have ever befell Germans. Um so Lametta is like mm, approximately like a uh, like a like a 30 centimeter long, really, really thin, really, really thin plastic um strip of sorts which is colored differently it's it's usually like gold silver red something like that and yeah. it's obviously not just one string but it's like one package contains like 100 200 strings okay and you would put them on your christmas tree and that's something that i know was really popular i guess starting from like the 70s oh sort of. okay i think it's a diff- we call it tinsel it's oh, like all right it's like really thin metallic string. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's that's the stuff. Yeah, and um, nowadays you would be, you know, you wouldn't be part of the inner Christmas decoration circle if you were still using that stuff because everyone feels it's kind of old-fashioned. Also, since Germany's recently become like, I don't know, really environmentally aware, people are like don't use that stuff it's really bad and probably some turtle's gonna be choking on it at some point mm-hmm. so i think yeah. also it used to be made of tin like i think that's why it's named that and mm-hmm. it used to be really flammable or, or something <laughs> like that okay yeah, yeah i mean that's definitely still a problem because a lot of people in germany are still using real candles which i think is hilarious oh my god yeah so <laughs> my grandma still does that and it's so unsettling every time i visit her i'm like grandma like if the christmas tree catches on fire what are you gonna do she's like oh it never did in the past like 60 years it's not gonna happen now and i'm like well yeah that you really trust in that christmas magic huh she obviously hasn't seen national lampoon's christmas vacation I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. Oh. Well, I think it's a little too late for you to watch it now. You're going to have to watch it next year. It is, I think for some, the definitive Christmas movie. All right. It's with Chevy Chase. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just... I don't want to... I don't want to, like, build it up too much. But yeah. it it's it's very funny. Um, and there's All some right. cl- classic one-liners in there. Do... Do you know um, Fred Claus? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Do you know the budget of that movie? No. It was a hundred million. Are you serious? Yeah. I just recently, I don't know where exactly I heard that, but um, I googled it and it's actually true. Obviously, it didn't, you know, return that uh, at the box office, but it was... What was the budget for Lord of the Rings? Because... I'm not sure, but I know that it's, <laughs> it like, up until Pirates of the Caribbean, I, I, I don't fucking know which part, uh, which was like over $300 million dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. which for a long time was the all-time highest budget on a movie. Um, you know, a lot of drinks was before that, so I don't think it was more than that. But mm-hmm. anyways, but you also have to consider, you know, it was small people, which takes up less budget, so... Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Anyways, so just, you know, to keep the casual talk going, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear, probably um, getting a third dog, I would say. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, okay. Or, um, um, I, I wasn't expecting such a real answer, but for, <laughs> for, for, for the listeners, I mean, could you, <laughs> because I know the background of your answer, but could you just please do everyone the favor and tell us all about just you know briefly the underlying issue with your dogs it's extremely difficult to summarize in 45 to 60 minutes how two dogs can have such a substantial impact on my sanity and sleeps mm-hmm. sleep schedule um basically i have two dogs um one of them is very well behaved the other um is is some sort of hellspawn um anxiety ridden uh lab whippet mix that's just um no no, no wait, wait, wait a second <laughs> sorry 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 people do not realize the hilarious part about that you hmm. have to specifically <laughs> include the details of the breed of your younger newer dog and then let everyone picture how that was achieved. <laughs> My dog is a black lab crossed with a whippet. So it is a very small looking adult black lab for the most part. But it's got super jacked muscles and it can run uh, faster than me. Very, very much faster than me. But like uh, a, a, a whippet, as you were calling it. Um, <laughs> It, it's pretty much like a chihuahua, right? It's a very small dog. It's like a mini greyhound, basically. Uh, and oh. uh, I don't know how that was achieved. I don't know if somebody custom ordered that and then decided they didn't want it and wanted to return it. And that's how we got it, because we rescued it. Um, or if it just kind of happened in nature, like there was a, there was a convenient stool somewhere. <laughs> or like... A second level and then a dog unawares to itself uh, uh and the and the uh <laughs> the dog behind it um i don't i don't know i've, I've thought <laughs> about it a lot i've lost a lot of sleep trying to figure out how that was possible um i mean but it, uh, here we it, are it, with um it, this <laughs> insane dog that uh just just doesn't sleep 
he's got so much anxiety so his like i think his coping mechanism is is just drinking water so if my dog could have access to alcohol i think he would be an alcoholic Um, so like a family guy brian pretty much yeah exactly so when Mm -hmm. he's stressed out when we ignore him or when we're trying to eat dinner and we just like keep shooing him away he just goes and drinks we've got two bowls of water and he just drinks both bowls of water and uh he'll just like non-stop until they're both drained and completely finished and then he'll kind of walk around pace around and then just piss on everything and like as if like what did you expect to happen but I, they say that dogs aren't vengeful, but I'm pretty sure this dog is because one time I was, I was like doing something quickly on my laptop, took it out of my backpack and I had to do it before I took him for a walk. And then he was just kind of like whining and barking. And um, I'm like, one second, like, let me just hit, let me just send this email. And, uh, and then he just deliberately looked me dead in the eyes and then pissed on my backpack. And... I was like, you motherfucker, you knew exactly what you were doing. That is a dog with a grudge and one that is going to do it again if, if I don't take him out right now. <laughs> so, you know, in the past, I've owned dogs myself as well. And I've also raised a dog. And I definitely feel the pain you're feeling right now. I mean... Um, my, my puppy back then, uh, he had real bad diarrhea and it was just, you know, the, the whole <laughs> apartment was just unbearable for like a week. Um, uh. So I definitely know the pain of dogs with, you know, no control over their bodily functions. But, yeah. but, but, but your dog seems to have such a agenda i don't know what he which, wants which is so weird because i remember when you got him like must have been like almost a year ago right two years he's a, he's like 11 Shit. months old now or not months, sorry goddamn uh, a year and 11 months all right all right and i remember that like even as a puppy he was that way and it just seems like he was specifically bred you know there's specific breeds who are like shepherd's dogs for example they are just made for uh you know herding sheep and (laughs) and then there's your dog who was specifically designed to just fuck up your life dog was bred to seed chaos is what it was (laughs) Um, it's so bad it's it's wild i've never had it's like i saw it when he was a puppy but i thought that it was just puppy traits like puppies are assholes they don't know what they're doing they're just like yeah left a kid alone with crayons like half of the crayons get eaten half of them get like stuck in their pants or whatever and then the other <laughs> like uh yeah yeah so my deepest fear is getting a third dog but more specifically i don't know uh, i'd have to think about it a lot hmm. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like i'm not a rate of dying because it's going to happen and i've just already made peace with the fact that eventually that'll be i just want to want to want to fuck enough chicks before i die that's all no um <laughs> yeah i don't know do you have an answer that's better than that <laughs> kidney stones Ooh, dude so okay i mean 
I- I'm really sorry that my whole question was pretty much just a setup for this, <laughs> but uh, a couple of days ago, I was talking to my father-in-law and uh, like prospective father-in-law, I guess, and uh, he was telling me about the time that he had kidney stones. He's a tough dude. Let me just say that, all right? And we're talking and we're talking about... Yeah, right, because he saw me just chugging down water. As I always do, I just drink a lot of water because of my persistent <laughs> fear of kidney stones. <laughs> That's literally the whole reason, because I also work out a lot and I eat a lot of protein and I'm just scared to death that something like that could happen. And he told me about the time that he had a kidney stone and how, like, even for him, who barely feels any pain... Usually, uh, it was one of the worst experiences that he ever had, and it was so miserable. And just the thought of pushing out a solid stone through your urethra just makes me cringe so hard. And it's something that I never want to experience in my whole life. So that's literally my biggest fear. Yeah, I can't really... Okay, I take back my answer because I can't really top that. That is something that I never, ever want to experience. It's it's uh, so bad, man. It's so oh. bad. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's my biggest fear. And yesterday we were watching um, this movie, The Devil All the Time. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, oh, is that the one? No, is that the one that's from Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman? I actually don't know. I, I don't think so. It was like a Spanish-sounding or a Latin-sounding uh, director, I think. But um, it's with Tom Holland and Alexander Skarsgård. And um, uh, what's the what's the uh, fucking Twilight guy called? <laughs> Who played the, the, the Twilight vampire. Uh, and he also played Cedric in... in uh, Harry Potter. I don't remember right now, but anyway, so we were watching this movie and it was such a good movie for everyone who hasn't seen it. It's on Netflix right now and it's so, so, so good. It's like not easy to watch. It's a lot of really heartfelt and heartbreaking stuff in there, but it's really good. And after the movie was finished, I was thinking about something that you told me must have been like three years ago um which was one of the weirdest sentences that i've ever heard a human being utter um i don't do movies (laughs) yeah uh has that changed has that changed in any way or form or is this something that you just no it uh, hasn't really we we watched a movie last night but um it's not that i don't do movies i i don't know what it is i love i love tv shows because it's like i think the plot moves i don't don't know how to explain it i've tried to to explain Mm -hmm. it before it's like a movie is like a commitment where where you where you commit to a full canned like beginning to end story and something about that just doesn't appeal to me because i like longer term sagas 
So I like Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings and, and Harry Potter and, and movies like that because, uh, and the books, obviously. Because mm-hmm. um, I like longer term commitments and, and something about a movie is just like, it's not long enough, if that mm-hmm. makes sense in a way. Um, and and also, I, I think just maybe, maybe listening to Harmontown and Dan Harmon for too long, like, I started to kind of see like the meta story structure of movies to the point where like, okay, this is the mm-hmm. third act now. So something mm-hmm. has, to, or like, you know, you're in, you're in act two now. So something has to happen, mm-hmm. which will trigger some, this thing to happen. And then, then this thing has to resolve. And then it's, it kind of like becomes, I don't know, too obvious or something. <sighs> yeah. I see what you're saying. So especially with, regard to the um story structure that's something that i've been struggling with after listening to too much harm in town as well um so for for everyone who's not familiar um first of all harm in town maybe some of you guys don't know it uh although i think that probably cross-section between people who listen to harm in town and people <laughs> who listen to us is pretty big um so Harmontown is a podcast by Dan Harmon, who's the lead writer of um, Community, as well as um, Rick and Morty. So you guys probably know him. He also uh, co-wrote uh, Monster House. And he, he's a brilliant writer, but a very, very controversial personality. Jason and I really enjoyed his show, Harmontown. And I've even been to one of his live shows in L.A., uh, one of the last ones that he did and I'm still upset it, about that yeah because jason had to leave uh the day prior so sorry bud well i got to see him in toronto but still yeah that's true but yeah so anyways um he's talking a lot about writing and storytelling and um i don't remember uh, the concept's name but it's pretty much the hero's journey like the story that's, circle yeah, 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 the story circle, and it's it's been picked up by a couple of um, like storytelling theorists, and uh, I think Dan Harmon calls it the hero's journey, if I'm not mistaken, and it's about you know how in every story the first must be like um, the hero, then he must face a conflict, then he must redeem himself at some point, and so on and so on. So like just classic story structure that you would find everywhere, and. It's one of those things, as soon as you were made aware of that structure, you just see it in everything you watch, you listen to, except our podcast, because that shit does not have any structure at all. Yeah, um, this is deliberately going to break the structure. Yeah, Let's definitely. <laughs> yeah, real subversive shit right here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely something that's really true, but it's also something that is true for um, a lot of big shows so my favorite show of show of all times um breaking bad is also following that exact same structure sort of apart from the end which is kind of different so i think that's really really widespread but it doesn't make me not like that stuff it's like yeah i know it's gonna happen but i don't know how it's gonna happen and i think um if you can you know, free that part of your brain, then it definitely helps. Yeah, you know, just if you can kind of 
suspend your your ability to to like analyze it and just kind of try and watch it without mm-hmm. thinking about it. it it's like we okay so we watched a movie last night that my girlfriend likes to watch kind of mind uh what is it like psychological thrillers a lot of like like murder and and crime but like not violence she doesn't like violence i made her watch hateful eight and uh pulp fiction and she did not like those movies but those are the kind of movies i i like pulp fiction i like a lot most tarantino movies Mm -hmm. um and but in general i like comedies because for me life is hard enough and if i'm having like a rough day or i'm tired of something like i don't want to watch something that makes me feel sad or scared or depressed or something like i just want to watch something mm-hmm. that will lighten my disposition yeah that's why you watch people getting murdered oh well that's because why i listen it... to metal music yeah i guess, I mean, I guess that's the yeah. same thing then what the fuck okay i can't say anything then <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's it's okay it's a weird one because Okay, so, you know, there's a lot of those shows. Um, oh, shit, I really do not know the the Canadian or American equivalents for that. Uh, like CSI? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, reality shows. Um, like uh, Project Runway, we have that in Germany as well. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that. So, I know some of my colleagues um, who are all highly educated people um they are really really extensively watching shows like that and i just don't get it or well let me let, okay let, let me put it differently i didn't get it um up until the point where i realized what you were just saying a minute ago which is like people have it hard enough uh, a lot of times you know mm-hmm. so they want to get home and watch some stuff where they do not have to think about anything. They do not have to uh, really care about what happens. And because those shows, those reality shows, are made up of so much drama that's happening and artificially created drama that's happening, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, people are like, ha-ha, look at that stupid bitch. She doesn't <laughs> know that uh, she's not getting a photo today. And it's... Yeah, idiot! You're supposed to wear a pencil skirt. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I kind of get why people are listening or well watching that stuff, but then again, I think that everyone consumes media differently. So, for example, I when I'm consuming media in general, I just want to have a good experience. I don't care what it gives me a lot of people in their spare time they do not want to watch for example documentaries because they're like well i've just spent my whole day like actively thinking about problems that i need to solve i don't want to get home and learn a bunch of stuff because Mm -hmm. that's just exhausting my brain even more um which i can kind of get and i'm well i watch documentaries after work i watch really stupid shit after work as well uh like family guy south park or whatnot 
I don't care, but I can also watch uh, movies that are either lighthearted or uh, just making me kind of sad for a second. But mm. I, I think it's a lot about how you deal with the emotions that media tries to um, implant in you, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And it, I think it's totally fine if you're someone who's like, I don't want to watch a bunch of like really uh sad stuff when i'm getting home from work i just want something to cheer me up or maybe um make me feel better about myself because i screwed something up at work today i don't know yeah so i I, I get that sentiment i feel the same way um sometimes we well we do we watch um 90 day fiance every week Mm -hmm. i don't know do you know about this yeah i'm okay i pretty much only know about that from watching PewDiePie because he's been doing some of those uh, reaction videos to 90 Days Fiance, but only to the clips that are already uploaded to YouTube. Okay. Yeah, and (laughs) I I, I love it. I totally get it, but I don't think I could watch a whole episode without just wanting to shoot myself. It's really weird because, like, obviously they pick you know they must get a ton of people coming in to uh, as applicants for the show and then they're like they obviously pick like nobody very few people on there have like a good story where they're like oh you know we're both accountants in different countries Mm -hmm. and we're just you know we're ready to settle down and and um, we've been dating long distance for years and then so we finally applied for the visa and they're just going to come over and then they're like okay well that doesn't Mm -hmm. make good tv so um yeah do you have a job no okay there boom like the (laughs) the requirements to get on the show it's like okay do are one of you struggling or both of you struggling financially yes okay you're in yeah um like they it's like a 30 year like it's it's almost always the same there's some exceptions but there's they're like kind of deeply flawed in other ways that still make good for tv Mm -hmm. otherwise it's like you're 30 you you work in it in a in kfc and you're trying like you have you're supporting your family your grandmother's like in in hospice care or something but you want to bring your 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 22 year old boyfriend from bolivia over to (laughs) to the states and uh and and yeah like they don't have any education or anything so so you have to support them and it's like of course that's going to be a shit show. <laughs> but I mean, so I've watched uh, one, like, I'll just call it a compilation um, of videos from a particular episode, um, which I thought was so hilarious because there was this kind of obese American woman, didn't know that existed, and she was dating a really fit good-looking guy from i think tunisia or egypt or some north african country i think i know who you're talking about continue dude i i was dying inside um because you would figure it's i mean it's not a cliche and it's also not demeaning in any way that uh, people from countries like north african countries who in general are more exposed to problems um like poverty and stuff like that yeah um 
would be trying to get into countries like uh, the US to make a better life for themselves. And um, what I thought was so funny is that he was like this really good looking dude who obviously had like a real handle on his life. Like he had uh, great friends, he had a great family, uh, he was taking care of himself, he had a good business as a, a personal trainer. And then there was this <laughs> severely overweight, out of work American woman who picked him up, brought him to the States. And after a while, he was just like, I'm not putting up with that shit at all. <laughs> You're lazy. You're just a despicable person. I don't care about any money that I could gain from, you know, being with you. Uh, I just really don't like you as a person. I just And <sighs> that was one of the most heartwarming things in some weird kind of way that i ever saw because it was like well this guy obviously knew that he was gonna get some money from participating in that show i've heard that but, they don't yeah. though i think it depends i yeah, think it maybe. depends it's yeah. um because yeah they have to have some incentive to put their life so it's just i i've spent so much time screaming at the tv like what did you think was gonna happen like take an objective look at the situation you've got like yeah. a model I, I don't i mean i don't want to like disparage anyone but like let's just say you're not in peak physical condition your age difference maybe is a huge difference sometimes it's not and then like you're just very different people and it's like what did you think was gonna happen i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> and, I, and i think for a lot of people including myself um, the appeal of watching something like that is mostly like, are they for real? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just so curious to know if there's any clues in the show exposing them as being fake. Well, I think they uh, edit it yeah. to make it look more dramatic yeah. than it is, I'm sure. And they make... Okay, so something that drives me nuts is like when they all meet. They all have to meet somewhere to talk about yeah. a thing they can't just like talk about it at home they're like okay let's go to a public place where we have to discuss this intense personal matter around mm -hmm. other people it's <laughs> why fucking hell dude. Don't, <laughs> don't do that like it's it's definitely it's a, a setup, setup. exactly <laughs> thank you she doesn't bring anything she's like i want to get back together exactly i was thinking about that and so yeah that's something I'm not sure if the people in those shows are actually dumb. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think it's mostly like the producers who are like, you know, it would look so much better if you guys would meet up at a cafe or restaurant and talk about that instead of, you know, uh, your ex-wife's backyard where no one can hear or see you. So Yeah, I yeah, think the producers are like, hey, you should ask her why she, why she didn't return your call yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. They're, yeah, they're literally like the devil on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, damn. you should tell her she looks tired this morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why why don't you ask her to work out with you for a change, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right, good. So, dude, I'm gonna need a little uh, theme music from you now because right now it's time for my and yours
favorite segment. German words that I assure you, you've never heard about. And I'm really curious to see whether you have something like that in your language as well or not. So today's word is Schweinepriester. Let me say that again. Schweinepriester. Okay. Um, so obviously pig is the first word Good. in the literal, Good. Literal, literal translation. Did you say priester with a P or a B? With a P. With a P. Okay, so pig priest. If I actually, mm, I don't know the word for priest, but it sounds like priest. That uh, that that's good. That's real good, man. I'm proud of you. Okay. Uh, what is it? what would that mean? Uh, is it is it somebody who runs a cult? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so be, be, before this episode can it was... i call a friend can i call a friend <laughs> you are right now man oh shit <laughs> so um before this recording i was thinking about the options of what you were gonna say but i honestly didn't think that you were going to attribute this to a to a cult leader that's that's awesome. No, so, um, all right. So, you know the brothers Grimm, right? Yeah. 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 So, famous storytellers. So, they have their own dictionary. And they say that this word um, is actually referring to um, a unclean or foul-mouthed person. Um, okay. And there's a lot of you know ideas where this came from but most likely it's like a uh like a pig herder um mm -hmm. who was also you know in a monastery um who would typically be castrating the little piglets um oh, or maybe it's from foul-mouthed students back in the day um, who also created the term Schweinhaben, which literally means having pig, which mm -hmm. means being in luck. So um, it's not 100% sure what this exactly originates from, but what you would use it as would be a really bad insult. So if someone's like a real crook and a real asshole to you, you would just go Schweinepriester. And you would also say that in a really demeaning way and probably ooh, spit on him a ooh, little bit. Oh, it stings. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> right. So is, is there any equivalent like that that you guys have uh, in your language or did I finally crack the code? Nothing. I wouldn't say that's something that creative, like something... I, I, you know what? Here, full story circle. You could call someone a hoser. Oh. Um, in the English language, though, uh, it, like in general, if I was going to speak for Americans and, and I'm sure Irish and Scottish 
Mm-hmm. And English people have some more colorful language. I like I we I don't think I have anything that would be in that category. You just use probably. Yeah. All right. Just call, yeah. Just call him uh, a fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a go-to, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, great. So I think I finally cracked the code on a type of word that is just too specifically German. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah cool okay good so with that i'd say we close on this episode um thank you guys a lot for listening and as always we really appreciate you interacting with us um either on twitter at friends apart pod or via email friends apart pod at gmail.com and i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and are going to join us next time as well bye Right.